By mid-June, the Massachusetts House will take up a bill that would extend non-discrimination rights to transgender individuals. Under the bill, transgender people would explicitly have the right to use all public facilities, including restrooms and locker rooms. A version of this has already passed the Senate. Today, we'll hear the first of two opinions on this issue. Tynan Power is a transgender and progressive Muslim activist and a transgender man. I asked him why he believes this legislation is needed. The issue with public accommodations is that it governs most of the public interactions that an individual might have. So walking into a store, walking into a museum, using the library, and also seeking out services such as from a lawyer or at a gas station, anything like that, that's all covered by public accommodations. And by allowing discrimination based on gender identity in those public accommodations, we are allowing those places to basically say that we will not serve transgender people, they are not welcome here. Because it affects so many day-to-day activities, it's really a large concern for a lot of transgender people. You yourself are a transgender man. Have you experienced personally public discrimination or been blocked from public spaces because of your gender identity? Yes, absolutely. At this point in my transition process, I appear to be male. I identify as male. I don't have any issues moving about my day-to-day life and being perceived as male. However, when I was earlier in my transition process and people might look at me and be a little bit questioning about my gender, I definitely did encounter a lot of issues, including having uh, police called on me when I was using a public restroom actually several times being verbally accosted on the street, and other other situations like that. And is that a fairly common experience for many transgender people? Yes, absolutely. In 2009, there was a survey that was done um, nationally by the National Center for Transgender Equality, and that included a large number of respondents from Massachusetts. And the data specifically for the the respondents from Massachusetts, say that 58% of transgender people have been verbally accosted or harassed in public accommodations. And there is an additional 18% that have been physically attacked in public spaces. Critics have raised the issue that this law could be taken advantage of and abused by predators in order to gain access to places like locker rooms and bathrooms in particular. What's your response to those arguments? Basically, the first thing that we really have to think about is that those kinds of predatory behaviors that people are concerned about are already illegal. So no matter how somebody gains access, these actions are already illegal. And this law would not actually change that. It would not make them any less illegal. And there are no documented cases of transgender people committing any of these kinds of acts. So it's basically, you know, it ends up being discriminating against the transgender people because somebody else might do something that is problematic. And currently, there are at least 17 states that already have this legislation on their books, and there are not issues of this kind coming up. But what about the the argument that this opens up the possibility that that this essentially creates a loophole that could be misused uh, by people that that want to do malicious things and and use the the excuse of, of this law? But none of the actual things that they would want to be doing would be actually excused by the law. So while somebody might pretend that they are a certain gender identity to gain access to a particular space, that actually doesn't mean that they would have any more legal right to do any of the things that people are concerned about. Um, Additionally, the statistics show us that the vast majority of the kinds of harassment that we're talking about, rape or molestation or things like that, the vast majority of those things happen 
with uh, perpetrators that are known to the victim. So it's generally, it's not people that are going into a privileged space like a bathroom and, and doing something illegal in there. It's, you know, the person who is doing it in their, their home or in a friend's home or you know, in some other kind of space with a victim they already know. So a version of this bill has already passed the Massachusetts Senate. And unlike that version, there's a version of this in the House, which would require the attorney general to create regulations for when people improperly assert gender identity. Would you still support this bill if that provision was added? Um, That could be very complicated because asking the attorney general to determine um, how it is being misused kind of opens up a, a can of worms about how do we determine how somebody is, identifies and whether somebody has sufficiently proven their gender identity. I would defer to legal minds on whether that is a, sufficiently protective of transgender people so that somebody is not saying, for example, that you can only use this um, justification of using uh, a space in a particular gender if you have had XYZ surgery, which is one of the potential problems. Um just finally, I've spoken to one activist who is um, generally opposed to this legislation and is in part opposed to it because of the comparison that's been made to the movement for African-American civil rights, uh, to transgender rights. Talbert Swan, head of the local chapter of the NAACP, takes issue with that comparison. He says uh, the transgender community hasn't faced the same legal targeted discrimination as the African-American community. What's your response to that? Well, I think that there's a lot of truth to that, that there has been a, a – there are very different issues and they're, they really have very different precedents in terms of uh, the African-American community has experienced centuries of discrimination. And there are lots of ways in which that has carried forward um, in very destructive ways and very insidious ways, whereas the transgender community has frequently been – disadvantaged by our laws, but infrequently targeted by them specifically. Currently, there's a case in North Carolina where a law has been passed that really does specifically target transgender people. But in the the vast majority of instances, what we're struggling for is actually access to the same rights that other people already have. Whereas I think with with African-Americans, there are some longstanding issues that are even bigger than that where there are you know, issues of police brutality and, and things like that that really have a long, long history that are bigger than whether or not you can safely walk into a store. And, and so that, you know, I feel that the comparison is, is really uh, a, a difficult one and, and a, one that I, I would personally avoid. Although I do feel that our you know, oppressions do intersect in many ways, it is important to also recognize that they're not the same. But we also need to keep in mind that they aren't exclusive categories. So there are African-American transgender people who face a great deal of discrimination uh, at all of these um, intersecting points of their identities that might be significantly more than somebody like me, who is a white transgender man, would face. That's transgender activist Tynan Power. Tomorrow we'll speak with Bishop Talbert Swan, head of the Springfield NAACP, who says the legislation is unnecessary.